Once upon a rhyme, there was a man named El Prez who lived in LA and represented the West. He linked with Professor H and went to many places. Let's talk about their album, Angels with Dirty Faces. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode four of Once Upon a Rhyme with Classics and Raj. Today, we have underground legends El Prez and Professor H, their new album called Angels with Dirty Faces, and we talk about the importance of mentorship. How you doing, man? What's good? What's good? What's good? Yo, what up, guys? First of all, congratulations, man. Oh, man. Thank Congrat- you. Thank you. And for you to be on time when you have a kid, kudos. <laughs> oh, man. That's my, that's my wife, man. She, she's holding it down. Yeah, yeah. But, man, El Prez, man, it's it's an honor to connect with you, man. I um, did a lot of podcast work with Raj for uh, the talking points back in the day so i i did a lot of your mastering for your podcast with jan sport j back in the day man so i was i was a little familiar with your work man you know it's just it's been it's been quite some time man but congratulations on this release man it's so good to see y'all keep winning man i appreciate you guys even taking the time hell yeah man you know Come what i'm on, saying bro. i want to chop it up with us two about this you know so of course of course man yeah it's it's crazy man like yeah, just I've been doing this a long time, 12 years in, like engineering and producing. And um, then, yeah, with the kid on top, you know, that just like changed everything. So it was just beautiful, you know, like that's how it happens, man. Life is crazy. That that full circle, you know, a lot of full circle moments lately. Hell um, yeah. Hell yeah. You know, we're in such a unique environment. You know, we've never been in a situation with a pandemic and this and all that. And, you know, I was, as I was kind of asking, like, did that really affect the creative mindset it made me like create more with a purpose because i used to be the dude who'd make five six beats a day and you may never hear never hear any of them or you may hear one of them um but it made me like i mean i put out eight projects in 2020 um eight eight beat tapes in 2020 yo this is this is on your band camp right because i i I saw all of it man i unfortunately haven't 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 really studied in stuff i will um i'll definitely you know listen to i think i heard like the mark my word shit that you did with nipsey okay that was yeah, dope. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. And, yeah, and of course, thanks, Nipsey's, Nipsey's sacred, man. Yeah, yeah. man. Yep. <laughs> you know? Yeah, so you, you definitely got to touch it with grace and stuff. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you did a great job with that little piece. But I like to just obviously digest a lot of the shit too, right? With people and stuff. Um, but yeah, man, that purpose stuff is critical, right? Cause yeah, yeah. It just, it just like, instead of just throwing music out and seeing what sticks, yeah. it was like, all right, we're going to make this thing and put this out. It just for made sure. me lock lock in more. You know? For sure, for sure. And yeah. this was this was, I would say, one of the first times you approached like a full one producer, one artist m- mentality with a project. Or have you done this many times? Um, I've done this one other time, and then like a few things in the works dope, over the years dope, that dope. just have not been finished yet. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, this was like the one of the. Um, one of the first, you know, I'm yeah. a, I'm an engineer first, recording, yeah. mixing, mastering, running around in studios, working on yeah. many projects, and yeah. so like producing like this whole thing with Prez, like, um, yeah, it was definitely like the first that has finally like come together and it's starting right. to come out. Yeah. You know what right, I mean? Right, like, right. Exactly how we want it. Yeah, man. You know, it's all about uh, not stepping back out there, but it, in a way, yeah. it was because I hadn't dropped nothing in probably like since 2017. Be real. Right. 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 Um, so it was a while and you know thanks to you know henry be real he hit me yeah. up about let's do some and it took a minute for us to knock it out probably like yeah. a, over a year yeah. almost two years i think 2019 yeah. we started yeah. So, yeah 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 you know the pandemic threw a little curveball but we kept it going and <laughs> Hell um yeah, yeah and it, it actually was very needed and therapeutic and everything and amazing uh, amazing you know yeah. it gets the energy back there because that's what it's about you know what i'm saying that's the bike that they talk about when it's like it's about it's like just hopping back on the bike you know what i'm saying yeah. like you ain't never missed a step that's it right there though, that you got to get on so right mm-hmm. you know he put everything together for it and uh mm-hmm. you know coupled with the ideas i was coming with and, yeah. and what we came with on the concept came on fire you know right um, but right. yeah i appreciate that it's all about of how course, the people man. receiving it man so hell yeah definitely man. thank you yeah. of course man yeah. and, and and there's so much noise too right man and that's the thing is like you know you're not gonna just rely on spotify discovery weekly to tell you what to love right 
Like I, no. I want to dig. I want to find, you know, people that are really doing it for the culture, for the community and stuff. And I think your track record of just not only doing the music, man, but I think all the stuff with your movements and stuff, you know, leadership, all that stuff like Rod used to yeah. tell me about. Incredible, man. I think like, you know, there's power with music, you know, influencing action and change. You know, and us, sure. us, us being from like India and dealing with like crises out there, you know, we're always trying to figure out like the similarities between hip hop and India in, in many ways. You know, that's sort of like yeah. the journey I'm on, you know, so I'm very, very excited yeah. to talk to you about that more. But Matt, how did y'all link up? Um, I think me and Henry done met yeah. a while ago, man. Yeah. It probably is kind of hazy now yeah. just because he's an engineer too. So, yeah, yeah. And we run in the same circles, you know what I'm saying? Similar circles. So, we probably, I, I would want to say like around before prayer sport, but it's probably way earlier. Than Crazy. Yeah, man. we probably Crazy. ran it. Yeah, there was a lot yeah. of weed, a lot of weed smoking between that time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, we definitely met before that. But it yeah. was like for me, what had happened was I wrote down a bunch of names of artists I wanted to produce projects for, and Prez yeah. was one of them amazing and i think i don't know how we came about i may have reached out to you on instagram i probably didn't have your number or hadn't seen you in a long time right yeah you and, did and then we just yeah that's kind of how that shit started sending him just beats linked up from there yeah i yeah. think you came through payday and stuff too early yeah. on went we to the up. Up yeah and everything like that and then you hit me up like you want to do some stuff and um it was just supposed to be a few songs be real mm -hmm. it was just yeah. Yeah. a few songs but you know me doing payday and stuff um before then when i did my last project i kind of like took a seat back and stuff because it just became too much like a job and stuff like that so sure um and it wasn't that fun no more you know but payday brought all that back you know mm -hmm. interacting with all of them young cats you know all the cats we already know and stuff and all these yeah. new people and just getting that energy you know you you'll catch me on stage hosting freestyling you know Dope. stuff that I, I probably ain't did that consistently since i was in college or something right. you know right. <laughs> excuse me right or like early on you know what i'm saying in the game but yeah just real free you know real free with your shit and the energy that's how it comes back and just the love for it and stuff so right. uh, when he hit me up it was like perfect time and i was like yeah i feel like i'm ready to get back into really going hard at putting out a project and more music and you know um, I've been in it for a long time now, so it's right. a reintroduction to some people and it's an introduction to some right. people, you know, when you've been in the game as long and stuff. So um, he he had all the all the shit that I needed on the checklist, you know, yeah. he checked it all <laughs> off with the, the, the soul samples and, um, you know, he's already ill on the engineering and stuff, so we ain't got to worry about that shit. So right, right, actually right. engineering and, you know, at first, I think we did it at Truth, too. So yep. um, it was really easy to kind of set up. So we was at Truth Studios. Um, that's a pretty dope spot. Shouts to Nick and all them there. And we knocked out the first few records, and it sounded dope as fuck. You know, Hell miraculous. Yeah. You know, it's some magical <laughs> yeah. shit. So right. we was yeah. like, we got to keep this going. So after yeah. that, um, he started working on another batch of beats, and uh, mm -hmm. we just took it from there, man. And, mm -hmm. you know, we both got pretty busy with uh, – I know payday i started getting hella busy and stuff with that yeah and um this is like 2019 summertime so mm -hmm. we worked on like the first batch like around june july or something yeah. like that i want to say yeah and then um we uh didn't reconnect i didn't do more stuff probably to like that fall or something mm -hmm. so it was like that it was in pockets i knock out a few here knock out a few here knock out mm -hmm. a few here mm -hmm. and we probably went back and changed some stuff um added a couple guest features and yeah yeah you have it march 19th go. <laughs> faces. march 19th baby so uh can you prez can you walk me through kind of the differences between uh how you mentioned you're you're creating in pockets uh where you'll lock in for a little bit of time you'll knock out a song or two and then you'll probably go do something else for a little while and then come back to it um and kind of working on that process over time versus versus a, a different process where you maybe lock in for like a few days or a couple of weeks kind of intense um concept driven creativity and you just knock the album out from start to finish well it, it's all about having the concept down in the sound of it mm. and after we did the first few tracks we knew what the sound was gonna be you know he sent me one song i loved the song yeah 
it was dope as hell. We knocked that out. And I'm like, yo, well, what else you got? You know, I got this idea how I want some stuff to sound. I kind of want to go back to that dusty, right? you right. know, not early 90s or because we will never go back. It's about going forward. But yeah. just that jazzy influence and a lot of the raps and Amazing. the dustiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, the boom bap. If people ain't noticed, that's making a, a resurgence low key and stuff. Hell yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, um, doing that, he kind of saw what I was where I was trying to take it, you know, and with those soul samples and stuff and he hit right. me with some more stuff and then we we knew what the sound was from there. For so sure. after we knocked that first batch out in July, that that first little couple sessions, I wanna say two, three sessions, right. uh, we knew what it was. So after that, it doesn't matter how long it's been, right. you know, because after that I'm running with it. It's in my brain. It's right. implanted. He he's on point with it. You know, so we already know what the game plan is. Right. Um, we're pretty efficient at detailing everything. Right. You know, so it's about brainstorming it all. Right. What direction you want to take it. What what are potential titles? Everything. You know what I'm saying? What yeah. potential song titles? Like, yeah, we, yeah, yeah. we wanted to, <clears throat> excuse me, get all that out the way. For sure. Um, All of it, once we knew what it was, man, it don't matter how many months I could go off and stuff. I know what I'm doing. And I'm not doing like multiple stuff. Like I've ran into that uh, issue before where I've tried to tackle like three, four projects at a time. And it's just like pulling you in too many different ways creatively, you know? So with this, I had a clean plate. I'm only doing this music wise. I'm not, I wasn't doing features and stuff like that at the moment. So, and I have, you know, so I had an idea of what projects I want to do and, we were good to go with this one. So it don't matter, man. I, I tap right back in. I've been doing this too long. So it's nothing to tap in on what we Hell talk. Yeah. You yeah. Know cause, cause saying? y'all brought in like these instrumental interludes, you know, like yeah. they, they felt like scene changes, right? Cause some of the skits felt like scene changes. And then the instrumental piece, I was like, Oh shit. Like, I just want to hear this a little bit more. You know what I'm saying? But you gave me a little yeah, bit yeah, just yeah, to yeah, kind of yeah, go yeah. back. You know what I'm saying? So that's how this is, this is me being technical, man. Cause I, I was trying to study this shit too. Right. I was like, man, mm-hmm. let me think about it. Let me understand why. And, um, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll break off a couple of tracks and stuff, uh, you know, which I really enjoyed, man. I'll give, I'll give you some thoughts, uh, you know, a little bit later, but why did you title this album? You know, what, what you did and when did you title it? Um, well, you know, you right on point saying it's a movie, you know, uh, H been calling it a movie since the <laughs> beginning, you know what I'm saying? And that's what we do. We put out audio soundtracks, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Audio dope. So, yeah. but, um, this could definitely fit with visuals behind it real easily because it's all about a story. And I know that it's all about storytelling and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know, are we just rapping to say I'm the best rapper in the world and best yeah. producer in the world? You know, rap is past that, you know, right. in a lot of ways. Um, and it's definitely expanding and grown for that. So it's all about telling a story. So with every project I do, I'm trying to tell a story. Right. And right. especially um, with this, you know, jumping back into the waters with this project and stuff, I wanted to make an impact right. with a lot of substance, you know, mm. not just in, oh, let's get some real stream of consciousness kind of tracks. Those are fire too, but. Um, we had a job to do and we had a mission that we wanted to put across with this one. So, mm-hmm. you know, I had angels with dirty faces, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> and if people know or don't know, angels with dirty faces is, um, it's like an old 1930s, uh, mob flick, basically, you know, nice. about, I want to say Chicago gangsters. No, no, I'll take that back. I want to yeah. say it's about, I think it is Chicago or New yeah, York, yeah, yeah. but I want to say Chicago and it's about two brothers. And one of them is doing all the dirt and right. one of them becomes like a preacher and all yeah, nice yeah, yeah. and stuff. He try to help his brother get out the game and stuff. And he ends right. up jumping into the mix with his brother to help him get out of stuff. But absolutely, um, that don't necessarily got shit to do with our stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. it's just the vibe of everything. Just Angels of Dirty Faces is also like a name of like a tricky album and stuff in the nineties, mm. which is where I first heard of it. But Nice. It's all, you know, thematic. So it represents, you know, the angels in the city of angels. That's what Los Angeles translates to, you Hell know, yeah. Hell uh, yeah. in Spanish. So right. that's what it was. It was about basically 8 million stories of the characters that are in the city. So every track kind of represents different characters right. that exist in the city of L.A., you know. 
For so sure. it was all telling a story about that, about what's going on in the city of LA and that um, everybody is striving to be, you know, righteous and stuff like that. I wouldn't even say perfect, but righteous right. and live a good life. But nobody's perfect. Like angels are kind of depicted in uh, religion and stuff. So yeah. Yeah. And that's uh, where the I, dirty faces comes from, you know? Right. Right. And this, this was it's just the like humanity of it. Right. And this, this was like one of my interpretations when I was listening to your skits too. Right. Cause obviously you referenced so many pieces about like, you know, killings and stuff too, but like, you know, in that skit where they all kind of get shot or whatever, it's like sounds like a you know it's just like bah, 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 shit like that. You know, for me when I was hearing that, I was like, oh shit, there's like bystanders that are like angels essentially. They just like have nothing to do with anything, but you know, mm -hmm. like the mud of like the dirt is like hitting their faces. So I was like, oh shit, that's a different angle. You know, for that's, me, that's deep, that's dope. Yeah. <laughs> I loved how you presented that like because that. It, yeah, yeah, but it made dope. me it made me think of something that was not too obvious because I was like, man, we talk about you know in this record the way you're you're presenting this like angel is like the main character like like the angels are the people whatever but what if yeah. the angels were literally like bagging groceries walking away and shit and then you know shit happens all of a sudden they get hit with the mud right and that's the vision that i had and i was like yo this is dope man like i like yeah. how you're making me think like that you know what i'm saying yeah so kudos nah, to you but man. that's what it is that's what it is i appreciate that bro i mean of course but that's what we're talking about. We're talking about everybody that lives in the city. That's what I say, eight million stories. You know, if you ever heard right. a tribe song or people say shit like that, yeah. it's all about the stories. You know, it's like that Simpson episode, you know, when <laughs> yeah. they, they talk about all the, it ain't, it's about all these people in the, in yeah. the city and how they all connect, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget yeah. what movie that is, too. But, um, right, right, right. Yeah, but that's what it kind of is. It's just talking about these different type of people. Egyptian Musk is talking about like a, mm -hmm. a street type of cat, a drug dealer type of cat. Um, mm -hmm. You know, trying to get his his shit off. You know what I'm saying? We just relay it in an audio way, you know? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Um, numerology is talking about the life of a kid growing up in South Central LA. It's another character in there. Yeah, you know, angels like, flight. For first time, I did this with a girl. I was like, "Oh shit, okay, <laughs> yeah, all right." He getting personal. First time things. It's like a this is your life in a lot of ways, right? Yeah, you know. Um, <clears throat> so every track is just talking about different people in the city. You know, yeah. I'm talking about chilling on the floor at Staples, and I'm also talking yeah. about my grandma got to wear a mask to go get some rice right now. Yeah. Gentrification and stuff. Right, you know right. how the transplants moving in the city and the people kind of mad at that and want their issue over it. Absolutely, you know, man. So, right, and that right. you know, we we pick on all these type of things. I, I talk about them building the stadium in the wood, but we still here. We talking about mm -hmm. all the people that live in the city. So the angels is really a metaphor, and sure. just like what you're talking about, which is which mm -hmm. is perfect. And I'm glad you peeped that. Yeah. And the, the dirty faces is the aspect of just putting that humanity on it that nobody's really there perfect. There we go. See, everybody. If I, if I could do and, applause, sound effects for you right nah, now, I would. Man. Man. I would. Because that's how I feel. Yeah, post production <laughs> shit. Don't worry, we gonna add a bunch of shit. You know what I'm saying? But hey, kudos nah. to you for doing that, man. Because I think that's what's important here, man. Is that you know purpose driven shit too? Because H was saying that he's like, man, I was producing with purpose, and I was like, I love that. You know what that's I'm saying? Right um, yeah. And 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 did you did you find these soul samples just like yourself? Like you just flipping through shit and just creating? Like tell me more about the process, man. Um, man, well, uh, some shit I had made. Yeah. I think the first beat I sent him, which was the blue joint, I already had made. Crazy, um, crazy. <laughs> and some other things I may have had made. Yeah, man, I'm always searching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I've turned into like the YouTube digger now, you know, yeah. um, and what was dope about what's dope about working with Prez, though, is that he also would send shit to flip. Right. Um, yeah. Which I loved because, yeah. you know, I can search for shit and make a bunch of stuff all day. But if we're working mm -hmm. on a prod, when once we got to the idea of, all right, let's make a project out of this right. or let's make a project and see what happens. And it wasn't like we made 35 songs and broke it down to 12 or however many is on the project. Sorry, I don't mm -hmm. even know. But mm -hmm. we mm -hmm. made maybe 12 or 13 right. and maybe one didn't make it, you know. Amazing. And with that kind of like direction, like that That's never focus. happened. That's focus. Yeah. That's focus, man. And it's like, focus. It really in is. Sending, you know, and like he said, like, <clears> the, the, you know, we had a very clear vision of what it looked like. That's why I kept calling it. I've been calling it a movie. This, that's why we've been calling it a movie this whole time because yeah. I had a clear vision of what it looked like. Yeah. the way press sounds the type of shit i was making at the time and make you know like yeah. um 
it just clearly looks like you yeah. know something absolutely if y'all and, need some indian extras just sit in the back for this film <laughs> <laughs> just, hey, just throw it. you got one bald guy and one guy with a hella hair yeah um but yeah man it was it was a mixture of me making shit finding new shit him sending me shit yeah. um to flip but again it was very it wasn't it was just like all right here's the beat and he was the, like, all right, the, cool. the most the most clever thing is i you know i know you just the wordplay and obviously mm-hmm. the way you flip not only the sample but the word itself like when you read that i was like oh that's dope you know what i'm saying and blue in exile man i mean that you know that whole journey with the way that blue did shit too right like those standards are so high so for mm-hmm. for me to hear another verse from him and i haven't heard some of his shit in a while it was amazing and i think on that song too um ellie you had that piece uh you said something no that was the next song you said some call it pain pain dues others call it pain the price or whatever you, you said a bunch of shit like that i was like oh man yeah. there's some be- beautiful like little pieces you can just take away man i love it man i love yeah. it it's all about the dichotomy of, uh, yeah. of life in, in general you know what i'm saying those decisions mm-hmm. that we try to portray as being simple but really they complex you know right it's not and an easy answer and that too man <laughs> like the simplicity Mm-hmm. Like over the yeah. over the time of me, you know, of the hell of years I've been doing this shit, like the simplicity of it mm-hmm. and how simple he, you know, <laughs> how simple Prez rap, not simple, but like how, yeah. like you said, to the point, this fool's not doing mm-hmm. like backwards fucking syllable shit. It's right. just like, here's yeah. what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? Right. And like, that's like the type of music I, that's the type of beats I make too. So like when right. that combined, it was just like, oh, okay, this fits. And like he said, like after the first session or first couple songs, it was like, all right, let's do more. Right. And it wasn't and like the process, too, wasn't like I hate forcing shit. And so if it yeah. took three, four years, that's cool, you yeah, know, because yeah. what we're going to come out with that is something, too, yeah. is something yeah. like this. We're not rushing it. We're sure. not like, yo, let's go, let's go, let's yeah, go. You're not in a like, rush to do anything, right? Nah, uh, impulsive yeah. and shit. Not depending a, on it, you not know, we're not trying to stay in the limelight and all that rat race shit we don't yeah yeah we weren't in that you know so it was very easy to do it too because it was there was no expectations you know in a lot of ways so i think one of my favorite parts um or rather my favorite things about the about the album is that it truly plays like an album there's a beginning middle end um and it sounds it sounds uh cohesive all the way through and so um kind of in the same in the same way that you got a book and each song is like a chapter in there and you can listen to the whole thing cover to cover and it makes sense. Yeah. Um, but with that with that in mind, I think I, I'd love to hear a little bit more uh, about what your favorite records were and if there was a single favorite record um, and your thoughts around that. Uh, uh, it probably changes every day. Right now, it might be numerology though. Okay, you know, okay. I really love that just because it, it's just hard. It's raw, man. It comes on crazy. You know? Straight to the point. <laughs> yeah. You know, that in the in the blue track, I know you, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that yeah. was just a dope collab. It was very uh needed, you know what right. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Been waiting to get together on a collab for it for years now. Amazing, so. man. Amazing. And it came out dope as hell. He sent that verse back quick, quick, fast and early, <laughs> you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and it fitted, you know what I'm saying? So that yeah. was just a good one just to get off and <clears throat> let Cass know, like, you know. Yeah. ain't no games being played over here you know i'll wrap my ass off you know what i'm saying yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and um there, there's a part in there yeah there's a part in there you go uh if you don't know then you probably shouldn't know i was like oh yeah. <laughs> shout out to the biggie documentary on netflix if right now don't. yeah but I, and that's the thing like just how you talking about the simplicity yeah, you know yeah. big is one of my favorite mcs you know oh. one of my top mcs because of that because he was the best to me at being just simple but very clever he's one of the cleverest people with his flows and yeah, yeah, yeah. his lines and, and punch lines and everything but right. he was real simple it wasn't a hit you over the head with a bunch of words and all right. that type of stuff he was real quick-witted with how he did stuff so mm-hmm. you know throughout my career i've learned to kind of you know not dumb it down at all but just be more uh witty with what i'm saying and getting my point across versus every verse trying to let you know oh I, i'm the best in the world at rap. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I rap my ass off. like after it speak for itself a while yeah after a while people get past that you know yeah people yeah. know i can rap you mm, know it's like yeah. what else can you do <laughs> right you know what else do you have to offer i mean you know right. what i'm saying so absolutely um, man. 
that's what we we had in mind with this one. So mm-hmm. it's all about every line. I want you to be yeah. captioning that shit on IG or something. You know, right, like, right, that's right. What we want <laughs> right. Every line is more so sayings and stuff that people want to repeat. You know, yeah, versus yeah. <clears throat> just saying, "Oh well, man, that was hella clever." I can hit him with all that too. Yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we 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 had a point to prove. Yeah, mm-hmm. blue blue said something too, right? Uh, again, I'm just paraphrasing, but he's like, you know, I didn't write you a verse, I wrote you a book. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I wrote you a book. Yeah, that's real. That's he said, I ain't write bro. you a verse, nigga. I wrote you a book. <laughs> you know, you want a book, John Bars? You gotta oh, look in the sky. The sky. And check BLU. Like he was he was talking <laughs> yeah. about he said he mm-hmm. said what he said then? He said something about Jesus in the in the uh, uh in the booth when I'm on the mic. Like that's what his whole verse was talking about. You yeah. break it down. He was talking Amazing. about his relationship with him and, and God and just yeah. uh enlightenment and, and how it guides how he raps and shit, right you know right right and um that's what it's saying in the song it's talking about i know you you know what mm-hmm. i'm saying so mm-hmm. it's talking about who are you it's a real looking look at look at yourself in the mirror it's a real self-portrait record that's how i've always envisioned it yeah that's how it comes off to me you know so absolutely, he absolutely. Yeah, that was big for me man <laughs> Yeah, I've worked with Blue a few times back in the day, yeah. Yeah. but like having yeah. him on a beat—I mean, for all of us, you know what I'm saying? That's Blue, yeah. like hell yeah, man. He's a legend, legend, like, man. Yeah. Legend. We definitely had a, a couple chop chop up yeah. sessions and talks about that in the beginning about which artists we wanted to get on the yeah project and stuff like that. And he definitely was somebody we yeah. had in yeah. mind. So to lock a man was mm. was crazy, right? Yeah. And, and Raj, I don't know if you remember, but remind me again did lupe say something about like blue being one of his favorite mcs or was it king los it's one of those two that said something about blue do you remember probably no, both i don't remember probably that. both because okay. yeah. yeah. he was yeah. in the crew with uh that all city chest shit oh shit oh it's right yeah. that's okay. lupe who started that so he okay. was one of the dope, cats dope, he, you know, Lupe respect pin game, so yeah, hell yeah, that's man. one thing. Absolutely, so, man, you know. absolutely. Now, what Blue about- is like a, um, he's like a West Coast J Electronica. That's probably the best mm, way. That's, I can. that's, that's a good analogy. That is the best way to describe it. Yeah. He maneuvers yeah. how he wants. He moves yeah. how he wants. He's yeah, an yeah, enigma. Yeah. Yep. You know, yeah. somebody called him a savant recently in one of them articles talking about the recent project, the Miles shit. That's dope yeah. as hell. Yeah. And I was like, damn, that really fits. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's that's what he is, man. So, you know, he kind of just appears, you know, gives you right. some fire gives, shit gives and then yep. back on him. Blue moon. Poof. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. I love it, man. H, what about you, though, man? Your favorite track, bro. Oh, man. Um... Well, I got two. Probably Chrono, that one, which I can okay. never pronounce. Chronothesis. Chronothesia. Yeah. Um, that's probably some of my f- favorite bars of Prez on that. Uh, um, that beat too. That was that was, that was fun. And that's like that, a, a concept of mental time traveling, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mental mind traveling. That's yeah. you know, I want people to have to, too. you know. Yeah. We mm-hmm. we want people to have to look it up and yeah. see like what are we talking about. Oh oh know? I did. I was like, hey, is this misspelled, <laughs> sir? I was like, excuse yeah. me, Mr. Raj, is this misspelled? Yeah. Let me Google this bad yeah. boy real quick. Um uh, and then the heaven and the stars. <laughs> okay. Because okay. that's probably one of my favorite beats I've ever made. And yeah. hell yeah. The and like Prez told me that he's never gotten that like deep before. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. talking about like personal shit right um and so if i can bring that out you know if i can help bring that out that's like that's what i'm here for right right yeah. and, I, and i'm and i'm glad you said that man because in one of the discussions me and raj were having you know we were kind of referencing like the importance especially today of like one producer and one rapper like projects right because we were essentially like a little happy you know, uh, with the whole Grammys thing, we don't want to overly make it too much, you know, because when the whole Kendrick Macklemore thing happens and you point a finger, but then when Jay Electri- uh, Electronica and then, you know, Freddie Gibbs, they all get nominated, then you're like, yeah, kudos, Grammy. You know what I'm saying? Like, you kind of <laughs> keep jumping. But we were like, man, as fans of hip hop and stuff, like, who are some of those, you know, artists and, and producers that have done a really good job? 
and how can we kind of like appreciate that before time kind of goes away and stuff, you know? So I think like you guys did such a great job, you know, as that sort of concept and stuff. Was there inspiration in place? Like, did y'all want to do something that you saw being done before when you were in, in sort of that creative space? I'm, actually, I'm I'm battling myself, G. Keep it, yeah. keep it totally honest <laughs> with you. I'm battling my best shit. You yeah, know what I'm yeah. saying? So it's about uh, providing new and refreshing mm-hmm. takes on, on my life and my career right. and, and my music and art. Right. And um, just building on the foundation I've already been building, you know? Right. Right, so right, right. That, that's what it's about a lot is, is that. So it's about, you know, trying to best my past projects and sure. stuff. Of course, stuff like, like you know, yeah, anything yeah, yeah. gives through that's my partner and stuff so i was around doing some of the pinata sessions and, that's crazy uh, things man. like that so you know yeah. um that's where prayer sport come from you know what right, i'm saying right right being around some of those sessions definitely sure. influenced prayer sport so you know i'm, I'm always trying to best stuff like yeah, prayer yeah. sport or our animal style you know which is the main project people still come up to me of today course. right 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 talk about it. and that project came out 10 years ago you know maybe right. 11 now i think yeah, yeah so yeah. um or 2011 so i think it's 10 years um yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah so you know i'm just trying to best those past things and right. um all these collab things they've been doing in the underground that's probably the best one you know i'm, sure. I'm loving underground rap right now and hip-hop yeah. where it's at so right all of these artists from gazelda to you know pink sifu and all this oh, everybody all of them, them cats from both coast and in between that's doing that whole yeah. underground and band camp and vinyl shit. Everything. I'm loving. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah. And I mean, it was it was very nice to see, you know, Gibbs, you know, do a project with like Kenny Beats, you know, and mm-hmm. then with Mad Lib and then with Alchemist, you know, and like really kind of like elevate himself from a mainstream standpoint. Not that you need that per se. It's not like you would ever want that for an artist. Like, oh, you got to do that. But it was nice to see. I would say like hip hop that we all love and appreciate, like the boom bap shit too, being appreciated at that level. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like I was like, man, this is this opens up doors for for artists, right? The Joey Badass is, you know, this type of yeah. sound. Like it it opens up doors, man. Yeah, I mean it, it. It's I'm I'm following the old classic shit. Like anytime yeah. I'm writing a record, I yeah. I literally go to the top ten, you know, yeah. favorite albums of all time to me, and yeah. I go listen to them, you know. I do shit like that or whatever yeah. concept I'm on. I'm listening to what inspires me for that concept. Right. When I was doing prayer sport, I listen to Mad Villainy probably every day for probably Dope. a year. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. With this project, I was listening to um, Low End Theory, a grip. I was listening to Gangstar. See, this is what I was asking you. Know, you. I was like, oh, I love it. Hard to earn, you know. Yeah. I was listening to OC Jules, who's one of my favorite albums. Oh, you know? shit. Okay. Uh, so I was a mission of 93 to infinity. I was listening to a lot. Mm-hmm. And that whole era is when I first started really listening to rap, that early 90s type of era. And that whole era, they, they went hard, especially Premiere and stuff like yeah. that. P-Rock did it a lot too. Yeah. Uh, for instance, putting them interludes in between right. the, the tracks and stuff. They kind of just, you know, guided the record on. You know, you don't yeah, need yeah, yeah. The, the words to guide the record on all the time. Sometimes right. you need the soundtrack and stuff. And music used... Music used to have shit like that up in probably till like the eighties, right? Yeah, we used yeah. to have instrumental yeah, tracks yeah. on Earth, Wind and Fire, or blah blah blah, or James Brown. So sure, it was all about keeping that alive and uh, bringing those kind of aspects into the future, you know, into today mm-hmm. and stuff. So mm-hmm. it was, and I know that he's ill with the beats and all that stuff. So it's like, oh, that's perfect. Let's just bridge it on. Let's add this here. I might not rap on that, but let's right add this here because it just keeps a listener you know enthralled on what's next and stuff too so right when you right. got that in there and then you pair with all the skits and stuff like that it gives you that whole idea that encompasses mm-hmm. it and albums used to be like that not just compilations of tracks yeah, yeah, yeah. and mixtapes yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. that's what we were not trying to do so yeah. the skits and the interludes and everything else adds the value to the whole project and turns it into a real work of art in my opinion of course mm-hmm. and, and 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 i 100 percent agree with you because i think you know the the main thing you said that is you're creating art man you know what i'm saying like the art piece has replay value right that's what makes it beautiful and when you have replay value you got sequencing you got the skits you got the interludes right you got the whole story 
You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're we're in a consumption culture now where, you know, people want to select, obviously, certain components, which is fine. I get that. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to have those certain records. I get it. You know, when you when you study this shit, you're like, oh, OK, I understand it. But, man, I do miss you know the storytelling. I do miss a lot of that shit. <laughs> well, you know, in my in my opinion, you know, especially with doing payday and stuff, and, and uh, H can speak on this too. You know, I think it's actually uh, the opposite now. You know, I think mm-hmm. in twenty twenty one is um, the perfect time to mm-hmm. build your own world and mm-hmm. have people, you know, gravitate towards that and build your fan base there right. in your own world. You know, so it's like come over here and see what I'm working on over here. Mm-hmm. Uh, check out what I'm liking, check out what I'm doing. You yeah. know, uh, artist fans are able to, you know, find out so much about artists' lives and sure. you know, take a peek into artists' uh, lives and artistry and mm-hmm. process and mm-hmm. everything more than ever these days. So I really feel like if I say I'm this type of character and this is the world that I'm building, I'm looking for those fans and I find those fans. I can concentrate on those fans. I ain't got to go try to find, get everybody. Yeah. I don't care less about getting everybody. That doesn't, that doesn't affect my bottom line and it doesn't affect my, you know, mental. Like you said, I just missed that shit. Yeah. So it's like, why go over there and say, I got to make a girl record or a TikTok exactly. record, for exactly. example. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Now, when it's like, nah, I'm going to do what I want to do. And if you right. feel it, Right. Those people that feel what I do, they out there. That's what's so dope about right now and in the internet right. and stuff is all right. those people. It's somebody for everybody that exists out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the fan base exists for the artist for what you're doing, and right. it, it it gets proven time and time over again. When we're like, well, how the hell are you liking this shit? And then that artist, yeah. you, which I learned this through South by too, but. Yeah. You ain't never heard of the dude, and the dude has a crazy fan base and rabid fans and everything. You're like, who yeah. is this guy? And what, yeah, yeah. what kind of music? Like Lil B, you know, shit like that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you go to the concert, you see people acting crazy, and you have to learn that it ain't about understanding it. Mm-hmm. It's just understanding why people like it mm-hmm. and apply that to your shit. How can you get them to like your shit in the right. same way? Right. You know, right. it's not about I'm against this type of rap or this type of music and stuff. Nah. Cause I don't get it. I ain't gotta get it. Yeah. I just yeah. need to understand why your fans get it and Absolutely. see how I could get the fans that like my shit to get it in that way or find those fans more so. You ain't right. even gotta get them to like. They like that shit. You just gotta go find them. Yeah. yeah. You know. So if they like Planet Asia or they like Griselda or they like yeah. Dilla or Madlib or something, there we go. <laughs> yeah. Them, yeah. Them motherfuckers look at they look at they streams. Yeah. Yeah. These people get billions of streams. People like that. So yeah, you yeah. telling me it's not millions of people that will buy our shit because they like Mad Lib? They go yeah. to a Mad Lib concert. You go to a concert, it's packed out, right? Yeah. yeah. You go to that. You go check them out online mm-hmm. and stuff. They sell out every time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you know, can't nobody tell me that those right. fans don't exist. Exactly. You know, that would exactly. like my stuff too. So I just gotta find them. Yeah, that's yeah. what I tell all these artists, and that's what we do, and we do so. We, we ain't participating in that rap right. race stuff. You know? um, right. I think it's so interesting that you bring up the um, the rat race. Um, and I think in a lot of ways that rat race is kind of formed by the algorithm that we see on social media like Twitter, Instagram, and what have you. Um, and it makes it, it all makes it seem like you got to go a certain direction to be hot, to be trending. Um, but it's interesting and it's, it's so refreshing to hear from you guys that uh, there's people who look beyond that and there's people who really want to make music for themselves and make uh, what speaks to them and find the audience that gravitates towards that. And I think that's where you have things like those micro communities that exist, um, whether it used to be on forums now and um, where you could kind of click on MF Doom or the far side and just scroll for hours and read hundreds and hundreds of comments and about pe- things that people love about them and the music that's coming and rumors and what have you and it's so much fun to to be a part of that uh and it's also cool to see that that is in some ways transitioned away from those traditional forums and other domains and it's all kind of all consolidated on social media and other channels too yeah man i mean yeah it's you know um for a very simple yeah it's a very simple example of like speaking on like the rat race is like kendrick drops an album every five years or whatever it is right his fans are going to wait every five years for his album if he drops music every week then they're going to want music every week 
if he drops right. music every day, they're gonna he's gonna want music every day. So it's we gotta, you know, the artists prez and we gotta retrain the the consumer, the listener mm-hmm. to follow what we're doing, not follow what they want. Mm-hmm. Um, it is for them. At the end of the day, what we do is not for us, right? Right. It's, for, it's our therapy to hopefully get be therapeutic for them. But we do have control in the fact of like, all right. Prez is going to drop every three years. So right. his fans are going to wait every three years. Right. If he gets into the rat race of every day, they're going to want music every day. That's why albums mm-hmm. are here today, gone tomorrow. And the artist mm-hmm. is, you know, I've worked, been very lucky and blessed to work with countless artists. Sure. From major to independent and everything in between. Right. They kind of all have the same, some have all the same angst of like, man, I just put some shit out and they want something again. Yeah. And it's like, well, you put something out every week or you put something out every day. <laughs> and you put your and you just put your album out you've been working on for three years. So they're going to consume that album the same yeah. amount of time you put the single out last right. week. Right. You know what I mean? So it's like, right. um, it's just taking that like it's retraining the listener mm-hmm. of, OK, I'm going to wait for present shit to drop and I'm OK with it. I may be, you know, talking shit, you know, doing whatever, wanting music, <laughs> but right. it's like. It's like, okay, that's cool. That means they want it. And once they well, get it, they're cool with it. Yeah, and, and this... this, sorry, I think it's ahead. also like, instead of uh, like where, where you see folks chasing the fans, you kind of build your own world, or you make your movie, and you let them come to you. Exactly. Right? Um, right. And so when it happens that way, then they, then they get accustomed to what you're doing, how you're moving, and then that, that becomes a standard. Right. I mean, Mad Lib been doing the same shit for 20 years, <laughs> right. 30 years. The same shit. He's still making the same two-bar loops. I remember going through 200 Mad Lib beats with Strong Arm Steady, and it's like he's giving you 10 second loops. And I hear the same story as about the Freddie Gibbs shit. Yeah. He's still giving you 30s, 40s. He's doing the same thing. It's just yeah. now, yeah, he built a world with an artist, Freddie Gibbs, who is mm-hmm. has a a reach in different worlds. Mm-hmm. Right. But Mad Lib's right. world, those artists are fucking. In- I mean, those uh, fans are insane. Yeah, those yeah. people are gonna pay a hundred dollars a ticket to go see him DJ at the Boiler Room or some shit. You right. know what I mean? Like. It's just like creating that world, sticking to it, um, you know, and and doing what you want. Like, right. um, you know, I was having a conversation. I don't know if we can put this in here, but like, I was having a conversation with Egon one time, his manager, and they were. He was telling me they started booking tours mm-hmm. based on where they wanted to eat. So if they were in <laughs> Texas, they would hit all the cities they wanted to eat in. You know what I'm saying? So like, you get to a point where you're like, Mad Lib's got his world. Cool. Yo, that's leverage and that's it's just amazing. like we're gonna hit all the spots we want to go you know and it's yeah. like that's what artists we're in you know there's this rat race that everyone's in yeah. music everything comes out so quick here today gone tomorrow content right. whatever whatever the fuck you know and like yeah um well but, I, yeah. Go ahead. no i was i was gonna say like this only works man because you're giving somebody something that has so much life and forever value you see what I'm saying? Like you're not giving people fast food; you're giving them an exquisite meal that they can keep consuming. You right. know, and and I think like even with this body of work, like it's nice to be able to go back to that and say, okay, digest this for a few years to understand who the artist is now, right? Right. Because because that I think is critical as well. Like who you are in the reflection of this environment is critical now, and then you give us time to to sit with it. You know, you keep you keep stuffing people with content and this and that. They're not going to appreciate it, obviously, right? It's like it's like simple. Then you're <laughs> like, you can't yeah, complain. You can't complain. <laughs> yeah, or like you said, they, they, it's all about the schedule that um, you put your fans on. You know, somebody like Knowledge, he, he drops stuff oh, every yeah. week, all projects probably, but his fans are used to that, so they're accustomed to it. Right, and he still sells out. If he puts a project mm-hmm. out for sale, mm-hmm. it'll still sell out. They'll still do everything they're supposed to do because that's what his fans are used to and that's the world he's building. So that's the thing. Like, if we making timeless music too, I don't want you to just, you know, bypass it. I ain't we ain't work on this for two years for you to bypass it in a week, you know, or to be talking to town for a week. So you know, with the way that we promote the music and with the way that we get into the hands of the listeners mm-hmm. and how we educate our listeners we want them to sit back and appreciate it keep mm-hmm. visiting it, you know mm-hmm. so you'll see you might see remixes you mm-hmm. might see mm-hmm. you know videos you might see live shows you might see all these other pieces of content merch everything to keep the right. project going but um 
you know, you got to, it's about the world that you're building on that, man, and not letting uh, them dictate that, man, right, because you don't right. want to waste the music, so. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course, man, and I mean, there were pieces in this project, too, man, which, you know, had that homage to DJ Quick, you know, DJ Khalil, like, all these people, mm-hmm. and, and from a production standpoint, H, um, mm-hmm. were there artists that really inspired you specifically for this, for this narrative, like, were there pieces, and, you know, maybe you can tell me more about that? Um, man, um, yeah, I mean, there's always influence, you know, but I'm always, honestly, man, I listen to like, I was probably listening to a lot of like Curtis Mayfield and like, um, you know, Four Tops and like, um, Gil Scott Heron and shit like that. You know what I mean? Like I was probably listening to a lot of that more than I was listening to anything else. And I listen to that anyways, um, yeah, yeah, more yeah. than I listen to anything else. Obviously, yeah. Mad Lib Dilla, like, you know, yeah. studying those dudes since I was a kid. But yeah, man, like Prez said, it's like I'm always just trying to make something different. I'm yeah. not trying to make what's already been made. It may sound like something similar or it may like have a feeling. But right. what I'm trying to convey is the way I do it or the way I flip it. You know, right. that's like the track that dropped today. The get up shit. You know, right. if you know about right. J-Lib, that's like that's on there, you know. That's the official, literally, (laughs) but it's an homage to it. And the way I did it, the way we did it was different, you know? Right. Um, But yeah, man, it's like listening to different kinds of music outside Mm -hmm. of what you create. Mm -hmm. I found as a creator is really what like puts me in a different world. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, It allows you to explore, right? Like a whole new territory, right? Makes, Makes sense outside of the sample you know outside of like chopping the sample it's like let's do the drums like this or do something like that right um but yeah 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 on on the song get up um bro the chorus right which had like insane amount of boom bap scratch hip-hop energy that shit was incredible incredible it reminded me of executioners and you know that shit from back in the day beat junkies you know like i was like i mean well that was redmatic on there so like that was red on the cutting it so yeah 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 yeah. so i mean fucking amazing right like obviously like that's what it felt like you know Mm -hmm. so for you to even just have that bro i i love that because um i think somewhere in there too like i remember like the way he cut the exhibit sample because exhibit says los angeles in one of his records but the way he cut that too there i was like oh shit this is like yeah i think that's on the uh la LA is the oh yeah that's that's the next one la is the center of the world Yeah, Yeah. yeah It's hard, yeah. man. And on it's this hard. one, he, you know, that's the thing when you when you hear the tracks that you know inspired to get up songs yeah. and shit like like the official J Lib and stuff. They got that whole vibe. Yeah. And then somebody like a legend like Red Maddox, it's all about just bridging the gap, you know. For so sure. That's that's what we was doing with stuff like that too, you know. That um, that's where we get it from, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And these mm-hmm. people are still hella hella active and all that shit too. So hell just, yeah being able to get that blessing to be like oh yeah i'll, I'll do it that's for sure fucking crazy you Bro. know what i'm saying so of course man 18 year old prayers will be freaking out <laughs> you know what i'm saying <laughs> prayers will be freaking out right right and i mean dude on that song you gave so many shout outs to all these legends too man even like that little nipsey piece too right like you you said something about oh, yeah, the that, monta- that's like another the murals. song yeah. yeah, but it was it was so well done, and yeah. it wasn't like it wasn't like you're pointing you know fingers to too many people at once. But you were just kind of like, "Yo, there's pieces." Yeah. In this. It's about telling, like I said, a real LA. That's what I so. Yeah, you know that's why I mentioned those type of things because if you ask people in LA, it's you know they all love Nipsey and, and his murals all over in our part of LA. Yeah, you know is Kobe murals all over, especially in our part of LA and the way they speak about him. So those are like certain things that if you talk to anybody from LA, they might try to fight you over them type of people, you know, right, over them right. people, you know, like how they speak on Tupac and stuff, yeah. you know, out here. So, or in the Bay and stuff too, you sure. know? So, um, yeah. So, I mean, that's what, that's what that was all about. It's like shining light on the real landmarks and the, mm-hmm. the real areas, not just the touristy parts that they think it is out here. You know what I'm saying? We get right. a little love to that too, but you know yeah, fox yeah. hills mall stuff like that you know what i'm saying yeah so, yeah uh, and and you know for me obviously like 
culture generally talks about LA a certain way always, right? Like the Hollywood shit, the Beverly Hills shit, the Bel Air shit, right? So of course you have to talk about the reality here because that's the actual majority of what people actually see and consume, right? And it's talking about what the city is because that relationship between minorities and police is something that defines LA or our LA, you right. know, throughout the history of the city. So, right. you know, that relationship is always and that friction has always been there, you know? Right, so you can't right. make a project about LA and not mention the relationship between the crooked ass LAPD and Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Of people course, of man. color in Los Angeles. So, you know, mm. stuff like that was just showing it, but how he's making light of it because you still gotta live life, man. You still gotta, life goes on, you know? For sure. But, For sure. No man, I I I love obviously like all the little pieces of like history slash you know relevance from today that you've done. I I think you know I have to sit with this and study it a little bit more and stuff. But you know H, uh, there was I I think for the Get Up record there was like the last mm-hmm. like ten fifteen seconds there was like this like metally sound mm-hmm. that you brought in and stuff. Like what like what, what was the purpose of that? Because I wanted more, man. You just like. <laughs> I was like, shit, why you turned this off? <laughs> I don't know, man. That's just my brain. I was probably, yeah. high, I was probably high as fuck or something. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the point of those little, like you guys brought up earlier, like that's the point of those little uh, yeah. beats, those little like interludes. It's like, yeah. you want more of that, yeah. but you're only going to get that much. Absolutely. You know, it, it wants you, it yeah. tricks the listener into wanting more, or that may come back later. I like, you, made, you made me mad, man. Because <laughs> like literally, I would say like, you know, of of course, you know, you want to highlight everything, but the get up drums were so well done, bro. Like the oh, punch you, on that shit. I was like, holy fuck, the spacing between drums and snares, the, you know, the way the actual scratches were on that shit too. I was like, ah, oh, man, I want to play this <laughs> shit. And like, what, like, you know what I'm saying? Like it gave yeah. me that feel and stuff, you know? Well, that's what you got to go. You got to go throw that in the old school and go bump it. Yeah, that, that, that's the feel that he's, that's what he's giving off on there in the end when that shit is rattling at the end of the track. Yeah, that's yeah. the sound he was trying to give off. Like you have, it's in the trunk, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. rattling as you pulling off. So people kind of peep that. You, If you listen to some of the tracks on headphones, yeah. you'll get a totally different experience first off. For but, sure. Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's like that old school shit where you had the, the Walkman and stuff and, when you get the headphones, you get a real experience, and it's kind of like yeah. somebody driving off in the end of that song, right? Yeah. With the trunk rattling, they got the song yeah. bumping, and it's in there, but it's like an old school, so you know the old yeah, school, yeah, 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 yeah. The whole back, all you hear is just, yeah. <laughs> you don't really hear the song, you hear, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know what it was or something. So, um, yeah, when yeah. people go peep that, I hope they I hope they peep that. If we do a video or something yeah. too, we'll, we'll definitely try to hell know, yeah, visualize hell that, yeah. but um, yeah, yeah. That's the idea, man. When he told me that, I was like, yo, (laughs) that's exactly how I've always envisioned the track. So I was like, yo, that makes perfect sense. Absolutely, man. And, you know, like, um, what what's really important to us man is like how we can take like life lesson components for other people too and i think mentorship man you know especially like what you represent you know prez and h like the way that you're approaching this whole body work i think mentorship is really important you know you being just a new dad you know and then prez you you holding up the community you know what i'm saying so raj i don't know if you wanted to kind of specify something in between but i definitely wanted to get their brain on that too man because i think it's important for people to learn shit you know what i'm saying like this is not just like people doing random shit like this is with purpose you know yeah yeah i mean i think i think the whole purpose the whole purpose of this this podcast and the idea that we had here is like what how can we pull from things that we love about hip-hop culture and that we want to pass on to our kids um and so i think just i mean present knowing you and in, in listening to the project i think the mentorship piece was yeah. what really stood out to me um where you guys are both vets um you've been you've been around for a minute and i think um people people look up to you guys and especially like prez with the payday platform and um you give given given new artists a, a way to like get experience in a live show and get some exposure in the city i think those types of people uh, are really important um, for the success of everybody else, and so I think the like the my big takeaway here is like the value of mentorship and how important it is not only to have that person to look up to uh, when you're coming up, but then once you make it and you're here and you've established yourself, how you look out for the rest of the people. Um, and so I think that yeah. that's that's my big takeaway. Right. I mean, be real. 
I try to include on every album a whole song. We got a whole song on there shouting out. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just shouting out all my homies and stuff on there and stuff. If H would have sent me a list, I probably would have tried to figure out how to include all these people's in there too. We we probably would we got to do it part two probably right, but um, mm-hmm. from his perspective. But yeah, I, I shot. I was just strictly shouting out all my homies on "I'll Be Around" part two. You know, yeah, yeah. the first one is on Presentomics if people want to go check it. But yeah. um, I think it's on Animal Style on the streaming. But Presentomics, if you go on my mixtape and band camp. But yeah, I mean, it's just me. I'll be around part two. It's like, I did a right. song called Louisiana chicken before too, where yeah. it was just shouting out my homies and stuff. So I'll be around was just shouting out my peoples. Even if people might not see us around right. each other as much or blah, blah, blah. The whole gang's still here and stuff. Yeah. And I come lottery, you know, and that's what, like you talking about the sense of community and, and, and the mentorship. That's what the project is really trying to show too is just showing you you know stories of what goes on in the city and these type of viewpoints mm-hmm. of everybody and who are you you know and right you know and what are you trying to bring across and what values you have you know what i'm saying and representing la these are the values that we have you know yeah. and that's what we talked about and displayed on there talking yeah. about uh my mother you know what i'm saying talking about family and stuff with heaven and stars talking about you know, where I've been through in my life, my ups and my downs, which mm-hmm. is on numerology, you know, mm-hmm. I don't, mm-hmm. everything ain't peachy clean. And yeah. I don't think nothing's really up or down. It's just straightforward telling you this happened here, this happened yeah. here, this happened yeah. here, yeah, yeah, yeah. this did this, you know, and it shaped my worldview. Even at right. a young age, it shaped my worldview, you know, right. you listen to the song. So <laughs> from that to stuff like LA is the center of the world, you know, it's just mm-hmm. really in building like LA is the center world to me. It's like uh, I'm black and I'm proud type of record talking about your city. Like, hey, right. we are the center of what moves culture and stuff. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, I can say anywhere else, as far as United States. Right. We you could you could you know, and you you kind of argue the world too. But mm-hmm. what makes LA different from New York and the mainstream stuff is that we have a whole different aspect on how we live, how we grow up, right. how we. Uh, commune with each other you know what i'm saying people from all backgrounds a lot more diverse out here versus other parts of you know the country but mm-hmm. we still have all our same issues that exist in different ways and different issues that come from just the unique landscape so it's about all this creativity and art that comes out of here and um influence that comes out of here right that they don't seem to speak on as much you know what i'm saying and we influence everything right. we are the center of hollywood and everything like that to where they get all their stuff from we're the center of a lot of progress and um being progressive and stuff california in general you know what i'm saying they had two short talking recently doing the verses and stuff about just a life in the bay and how he was explaining certain things and Mm -hmm. if you're not from out here you might not even get what he's talking about or why we referring to certain things in certain ways and right all, all, how the mixture of the cultures and everything is different in the melting pot than, my, than it may be somewhere else and how that influence what goes on. So, right. you know, that's what the album is about. Is It's just trying to mentor them on the right way of how you should be thinking and being proud of where you're from. Hell yeah. If you're from out here and if you're not from out here, <clears throat> this is a slice of life of what goes on. Yeah. A real slice of life, not boys in the hood or whatever BS they say now, you know, yeah, that's yeah. types of, so. Absolutely. And Prez, I mean, you know, thank you for that because I think it's important for us to always, you know, take some of the stuff and really simplify it, you know, that we can give to others, you know, and <clears throat> the ability to drive empathy, you know, as artists so that they can see it from your perspective, right? And really understand what your environment is and how this is an influence to you and the culture, I think is what you did very well. Henry does the, the real life, you know, community yeah. stuff. So it, it all Hell. adds in, you know what I'm saying? With his studio and all that stuff and the programs they do. And, yeah. you know, he makes it in what we be doing at Payday. That, that's what it's all about, man. We can't be out here putting out no bullshit. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna, <laughs> excuse me, ain't nobody perfect. And that's, that's what the title is all about. It's just saying ain't nobody perfect, but you ain't got to be perfect or yeah. righteous to sure. live a good life and be a, oh, um, a human being. You know yeah, man. Yeah, so, well, shit. I just opened a studio um, yeah. at the top of the year. You know, I've been doing yeah. this shit a long time, man. Yeah. And yeah. Um, 
and I opened a studio at the top of the year, took that leap. Yeah. You know, um, and it's in Lamert Park, which yeah. I don't know if, you know, yeah, yeah that's yeah. like the, the heartbeat of LA, man. That's Hell like yeah, where man. all the, the creative. Bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's like, you know, where all the greats, everyone we listen to from jazz to soul to hip hop coming mm. out of LA mm. and even passing through, you know, yeah. that's where everyone went. Um, and it's, you know, like I said, man, it's like the Mecca of like yeah. create music and community and, you know, black culture. And, Absolutely. Um, so when I first moved out here, I would go out there and go to Project Bloat and the World Stage and all these different events. And, you know, um, and it, when I wanted to open a studio, it was like, where do I open it? Because I'm about mm -hmm. community, man. Mm -hmm. And it's like we I feel like we've lost a little bit of community within music there's communities sure. within music but this like ah. thing of like you may never know who you're going to run into at the studio from right. you know el prez who's a who's a hip-hop living legend to like yeah. that you, dude you've never heard of to fucking young guru to whoever you know yeah, what i mean yeah. all these people are going to come through there yeah, yeah and it's like putting it in this space where there is no there are no recording studios right um where all these you know why go to hollywood or downtown or the valley take these trips for these artists who already live in this area there should be something like this anyway mm -hmm. and also serving the community for the young people that are running in and out of there maybe come to the studio and don't hit the block you hell know yeah. um hell yeah. Hell yeah. and providing these spaces doing what i can doing what my wife and i can do you know to help provide these yeah. these spaces for these young people and artists to come and really create you know what i'm saying right. like right um so yeah we got the studio out there um we're going to start a music program for the youth as well um you know covid pushed a lot of things back but we're going to be uh starting a music program for the youth um yeah teaching them about business and all that as well outside of yeah. just creative because you can go learn how to make a beat on youtube me yeah. showing you how to make a beat is kind of pointless but music is a great like um as a great common like ground with yeah. young people you know what yeah. i'm saying yeah, yeah, then yeah. it's like okay then we can talk about how press started payday and all the business shit he got into and then how yeah. i started studio and right i'm actually in hot and cool cafe upstairs at hot and cool cafe yeah which is a great um like cornerstone of lamert now um right. across the street from haroon right just chase the spot um right next to the world stage you know and this like community is like all these yeah. people run through there you know what i'm saying like alicia keys was next like just across the street the other day when i was there you know what i'm saying like people come through they know and That's like wild, man. yeah and it's like um and then you have like dom pulling up you know what i mean like dom kennedy's wild, like taking it but it's like this is like a melting pot of all this creativity and all these right. people trying to do better and trying to do better for the community. And that's what we got to do. Like press said, like this whole project is like giving you the knowledge of like, here, here's how you do this. And here's how are you, mm -hmm. we got to pass the torch just cause we got, we know about it. There's a whole mm -hmm. culture of, there's a whole mentality of like these OGs not saying shit to anyone. Right. And it's like, well, we're going to be 50 years old. No one's going to want to hear me talking about this that and the third i gotta pass it down to the young dude or the of young course. the young woman to keep this shit going mm -hmm. and yep. real quick i mean like you said like for our kids this is something i can give my daughter she may not even be hell into music. yeah you may bro. fucking hate music i don't know but yeah. like having a studio in an area she's gonna be running around doing the same thing you know she's gonna mm -hmm. be in the community talking with these different people and so it's like what can i pass down what can we like right pass down and beyond that like my wife is going to be opening up her practice as well yeah therapy within the community when she's done with her grass you know what i mean so it's like all these things like yeah. and um and again it's beyond us man it's like this of shit, course it of is course, not for man. us at all um but yeah i love that man and and i mean thank you for doing that man because i think you're you know you being an example is is what you can do best for your daughter right mm -hmm. just being that example you know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? And me and Raj, obviously, we uh, recorded an episode last week where it was about service over self, right? The whole right. idea of, you know, what can we really do to just, like, encourage others to just do a little bit more for the community and stuff, you know? So, again, man, I don't think everybody can 
keep changing the world in whatever way, but you can make little, little changes, you know, for your world, for the people that are yeah. connected in your world, you know? So, right. so very, very happy to hear that, man. And congratulations, bro. I'm so Thank happy you. for, you know, this stage in your life too. Fatherhood is so confusing, but, you know, yeah, yep. we're, we're here to help you, man. <laughs> Even with that Huckleberry it. shit, man. Oh, Starts yeah, with man. The Huckleberry. You, you already- yeah, you already dropped. You already gave me the game first five yeah. minutes, bro. Yeah, of course, right. man. Of course, man. And Prez, I mean, of course, dude. The, all the shit that you're doing for the community, man. Thank you for all of that too. You know, if if there's anything no, you wanna you wanna tell us more about that, man. Anything people should man, know. Just, yeah, uh, Payday LA. You know, the best yeah. rap show in LA and online now yeah. too. You know, uh, it's probably the biggest monthly uh, rap showcase. Yeah. Uh, definitely on the West Coast, probably in the country too, is one of the biggest. I love it. Man. Um, and that provides, and we're probably the only one that provides the experience that we yeah. provide. Um, that's real authentic. It's real hip hop. It's real. Yeah. Um, next up, you know, that whole type of feel that hip hop used to represent. It. It's no gloss or shine on it. It's just yeah. no curated rap stuff. So, we've been around since 2018. Been making a lot of inroads. Yeah. Uh, if you dope coming out of LA, then you definitely came through our stage and we can yeah. be from LA and all over the country. So we branched out into, um, it's a whole artist platform. So we do yeah. events, playlisting, uh, artist consultation, mm-hmm. all sorts of things. And then, excuse me, during the COVID, it shut down all the events, but we just took everything virtually. Yeah. You know, shouts to people like Red Bull and Night Out and yeah. Audius and other platforms that we, uh, that jumped in with us right we we're able to go virtual and we've been throwing virtual music festivals over the past year and then we got a lot of new dope content coming up so um we do interview series contests mm-hmm. all sorts of stuff but hell yeah um we got a whole tv show coming up for 2021 <laughs> on some wow. online stuff so yeah, yeah, yeah like some rap city type of shit so you hell know, yeah. just stay tuned for that and a lot of content coming out until we able to go back outside and it's only getting bigger and better man so bro we're trying we are... to lead up to throwing a big festival right you know a, a coachella for hip-hop out here in la type of things there we go amazing man and in that same way i think like with prez what you do in with payday and uh professor h what you do in the community with your studio uh it's also something that that people that you're uh, not only the people that you're directly helping, but other people can kind of see that. Yeah, and they yeah. can take that example and say, hey, I love what they're doing in this way. And what can I do? How can I play my part and kind of pay it forward to the next person? And I think there's just so much value for that and so much people can take away. Uh, right. And you never know who you're going to reach. And uh, and like I said, it's not something that you have to like actively do, but it's more just the way you set an example and the way that you kind of run your life and, and run your music businesses. Uh, and people can kind of just take note of that and people can learn from it. And I think there's just so much value yeah. in that. The whole idea is to like give back to the community in whatever way and keep this information for people. That's what we care about, man. This is just one little resource for our daughters, for our sons, you know, just like one resource. You know what I'm saying? Angel, angels with dirty faces, March 19th. That's right. March Hell 19th, yeah. Angels with Dirty Faces. Yeah. Yeah. I love that name, bro. H. Love that shit. Uh, shouts to, shouts real quick to Foundation. Uh, distribution to foundation yeah, that's right. so Hell you yeah. know what i'm saying and urban street america records and on the one sounds baby we out here so yeah, Hell yeah. march 19th everywhere amazing man thank, thank you, you so much again, guys man. i appreciate it man we'll be in touch soon all right all right thank you all right. take care guys Peace. have a good Peace. night guys thanks for tuning in to this episode of once upon a rhyme if you enjoyed this make sure you subscribe and share with all your friends And honestly, if you want more music, make sure you check out bestdjalive.com. Tune in next time for another episode.